Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, The Title by Chris Cock. Well, what do you think? Philip answered this question for a living. As an art critic and collector, his job was deciding the value of things that intrinsically had none. The answer was never simple. Bad art is one thing. It can be lazy, stupid, derivative. There are as many reasons to dislike pieces of art as there are to dislike their creators. But good art? Who's to say, really? No piece of art is subjectively brilliant. Even the greatest works have their detractors. Sometimes it's a matter of taste. Some work offends on a personal level. Sometimes it's just a case of folks being contrary like when people claim to not like the Beatles, before going on to explain why sunsets are overrated and how oxygen's best work is behind it. Occasionally, and most heartbreakingly, potential perfection is destroyed by the tiniest flaw. In three decades, Philip had developed what he considered to be a rather good sense of what made art good. But he had yet to come up with a strong, unifying theory. One day he'd write a book that would explain it. All he had to do was understand it first. The work he faced now obviously belonged in the good category. He could not for the life of him understand why the work wasn't hanging in one of the major museums or in some rich collector's mansion. Instead, it was hidden away in the back room of a small gallery, one he only visited because he'd been invited by the owner, Bernard, an old friend. The artist was new, the work was not selling, and Bernard had asked Philip to come see it and answer the question. To his surprise, and most uncharacteristically, he found himself absolutely speechless. The canvas, once retrieved, took up most of a wall. It was impossible to get any distance from it. As a result, Philip found himself almost disappearing into its rich colors, rugged textures, and bold brushstrokes. The painting could be said to be figurative, as the shapes and lines coalesced into what could be a female form, or a bird perhaps, or maybe a cathedral. Philip would look away, then back, and see something new each time. Now it was an army on the march, now a gnarled old willow by a riverbank. Now it was his own mother, who had died only weeks earlier. Even the colors seemed to change. The way the paint was layered, the thickness of it, the resulting hills and valleys, it all conspired to create the most engaging illusions. The whole thing appeared to be moving. None of this was achieved by any supernatural method. It was all just skill, artistic mastery. Philip was ripped from his reverie by Bernard, who nudged his arm and held out a box of tissues. Confused at first, Philip took one, then realized his face was covered in tears. He had been weeping at the sight of this masterpiece, too engrossed to notice. I don't even look at it anymore, said Bernard. I cry every time. They retreated to Bernard's cramped office, where every square inch of wall was covered in pictures. They sat at opposite ends of the desk and sipped wine. Philip stared off into the middle distance, ruminating. Impatient, Bernard opened the negotiations. What do you think? 
Philip was lost for words. He knew this game. He knew he should play it cool. He also knew any pretense of ambivalence would make a mockery of the experience he'd just had and would be seen through in an instant. So he spoke honestly. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. How is it possible no one has bought this? I would gladly trade my entire collection to own it. You're not the first to make that offer. Just as I expected when I paid the artist a handsome advance. How handsome? Paul Newman. The Sting? Cool Hand Luke. Jesus. Yep, said Bernard, popping the pea and drinking deeply. So why hasn't it sold? Whenever I come close to a sale, I'm asked the same question. Does the piece have a title? And? I'm always tempted to lie, to say it's untitled or to make one up, but the artist wanted it explicitly mentioned in his contract that I should reveal the true title. When I signed, I didn't think it would matter. What is it? What's the title? Bernard sighed and emptied his glass, opened a file on the desk and put on his glasses and read. The title is... A poopy butt poopy face, smelly, smelly, poop, poop, burpy, booby, ding dong, duty head, farts, 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 your face is a poop. He took off his glasses, tossed them on top of the file, and leaned back in his chair. That's the first paragraph, he said. It goes on for five pages. A heavy silence descended. Bernard held his breath, waiting for a reaction. Philip, avoiding his gaze, sat motionless. Brow furrowed, mouth hanging open. Finally he swallowed, cleared his throat, and spoke. It's a nice piece, sure. Is it great? I don't know. Bernard wasn't surprised. Still, Philip being his last hope, he found himself overcome with disappointment, sinking deep into his chair. The artist has talent. The work is provocative. It invites one in, sure. But whether it delivers on its promise is debatable. If anything, it's all flash and no pan, to coin a phrase. I appreciate you calling me, Bernard, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's for me. I understand, said Bernard, and stood up to show his friend to the door. Good luck, said Philip. Do let me know if anything else pops up. They shook hands and said goodbye. Bernard went back into his office and made arrangements to put the piece into long-term storage. Philip went home and destroyed all the notes he'd made for his book so far. He would have to start again. This has been The Title Written by Chris Cock Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manawaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manawaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
on the next installment of Flash Fiction Podcast. For Compendia's part, they tried to redirect the lava by digging trenches and some other stuff, but lava don't care. It goes where it wants and it eats what it wants.